Hello there and welcome to our Christmas Messages programme when Galway's civic and religious leaders join me in studio to look back on the year just gone and to look forward to the new year. The last two Christmases were the only two in the 34-year history of this festive get-together to be held in a virtual setting. And you'll remember our guests joined me via Zoom in line with COVID precautions. And while we're grateful that modern technology allowed us to preserve the continuity of the programme, how glad we all are to be back with each other in person. I'm Bernadette Prendergast and for the next hour I'd like you to take some deserved time out from the hustle and bustle of the season or from the stresses of the year. Throw another log on the fire, step back from the food preparations if you can, sit back, enjoy some chat and music and we'll share some Christmas memories. Towards the end of the programme we'll have a Christmas message from each guest. And, of course, we'll be taking a few breaks for music in what we're calling our Desert Island Christmas Discs. And I'm looking forward to hearing the choices made by our guests, who I will now introduce to you. Mayor of Galway, Clodagh Higgins. Season's greetings, Bernadette, to you and your listeners. I'm delighted to be here and to be part of this really special production. Cahir Luck of Galway County Council, Mogi Maher. Hi, Bernadette. Delighted to be here on the show and delighted and wishing everybody a happy Christmas. Bishop of Galway, Michael Dignan. Bernadette, I'm delighted to be here. My first Christmas here. And you're very welcome on that note. Thank you. Rector of Galway and Provost of Tuam, Very Reverend Linda Pilo. Hello, Bernadette, and to all your listeners, a very happy Christmas. And representing the Presbyterian and Methodist community in Galway, Reverend Helen Freeburn. Hello, Bernadette. That's lovely to be here and happy Christmas to you and to all the listeners out there. And it is great. And, you know, we've managed to have a cup of tea and a few biscuits. And I'd like to just say welcome to you all again. And we're within days of the end of 2022. And I suppose we've all been chatting to people about what they think about the year. And what I have found seems to be the common view is that we started off the year with great hope. You know, COVID was fading somewhat and there was an air of normality in the offing. And then the war in Ukraine broke out and really it did set everything back. It's almost that Christmas message, I think, in the midst of all that's going on in the world. And when there is darkness, there's always a glimmer of light or hope. And despite the war in Ukraine, the response of so many people here, even in Ireland and in Galway, has been tremendous and comforting and empowering. Uh, And what is devastating uh, and what is happening out there is horrific. But at least everybody can respond in some small way. And people seem to be doing that. Bernadette, like you, I I thought COVID was gone. Now we had a a new opportunity, great hope for for the new year. And then towards the end of February came the the news of the invasion of of Ukraine. But what Linda was saying there, the the welcome that people have given to the Ukrainian refugees. And during the year, one thing that stands out was I, I was invited to a meal cooked by a group of Ukrainian refugees. And their the welcome the energy they put into it, their, the, the the detail they put into producing their home food, sourcing their home food here, which wa- wasn't easy, while all the time sitting down with them and looking at apps where they could get the, you know, the the, the air raid sirens coming from their their hometown, it made it very real. Um, in the darkness, there's also the light of human kindness, and and the goodness of these people that have been displaced, and and the goodness of people that have welcomed them as best they could. And certainly at the beginning, I think we all remember how community centres and any available public facility, people went there with welcoming packages for the refugees when they arrived. And that was the start of it, really, the welcome to give them. Um, And that has been really heartwarming in a very dark time. 
And I think um, Bernadette, I suppose, looking back in the last two years when we were locked down with COVID, isn't it great to be in the studio here again uh, together, uh, sitting across from one another? Um, and yes, the Ukrainian situation was devastating, still is. Um, but I think Ireland has stood up to the plate very well. Uh, we've taken in as many of those people as we can. And as you said, in communities, I know Galway County Council and the City Council uh, made available space for them to make sure they were welcome, had a nice hot meal and a place to stay. And please God, uh, you know, I think they will be here for a couple of years yet. I don't see it changing too early. Um, that Ukrainian um, city is bombed um, to ruins. So those people will not be able to go home. So we certainly will be looking at housing and everything else for these people in the years to come. Like we've been saying, you know, when we've been seeing these horrific images and, and seeing people having to flee, it is lovely to remember the things that we were learning during these past few years as well, during COVID and during the pandemic, the importance of community. We, we've mentioned it's lovely to be together again, and it really is. I mean, Zoom is fine. Teams is fine. All of those things serve a purpose. Um, but to be together, we all needed that. You know, there's been an epidemic of loneliness. We all know that as well. And I think we've seen with the refugee crisis and with the different challenges that people around the world, we've seen again and remembered the importance of community, of compassion, of of care um, and of creative solutions as well. And I think through the education side of things as well, like we have 60,000 of Ukrainians here in Ireland. I know in Galway here alone, we have six and a half thousand students in first and second level education. Um, and, and to take those into our school and be able to teach them in their language and in our language, it just show, shows um, how the ETPs are doing so much around the country as well. At St. Nicholas, it's very heartwarming at the moment. Um, we have a group called Chatty Crafters and we have some Ukrainian women who've joined the crafters and together, uh, despite the language barrier, they have made a tree skirt, a patchwork tree skirt uh, for the Christmas tree. And it is the most beautiful um, piece of work you have ever seen, uh, even more so when you know the story behind it and how uh, the people together came to make that and chatted in their own languages, but befriended each other even over cups of coffee, uh, sewing machines. And they were so delighted to have a space and a place to belong. And I suppose whatever our gift can be this Christmas, to those refugees, uh, to those people who are part of our community now is that they belong uh, and they belong for the period of time that they are with us and in our city and in our community. I suppose yet again this year from a, a global point of view, climate change, there was a big focus on it. There were a lot of events and conferences, uh, but I wonder, has there been much progress? One of the problems with the war in Ukraine is it's kind of cast a cloud over that whole area it's such an important area for, for our common future and um, it's it's deflected us from it and maybe this is a year where you know we, we haven't really done as a, as a global community as much as we should be doing um, but it is it's, it's a vital area that even the war in Ukraine cannot deflect us from or shouldn't deflect us from but I do think it's, it has a little bit this year deflected us from it. Mm, it's true. And I think in the county side of things and um, we're developing a county climate action plan um, and that's essential now going forward to 2030, 2040. Um, we need to ensure what we're doing with the climate is right and we need to make sure that the right plan is in place to do that. And I suppose if we switch a little bit then to local and to Galway, what were the, the highlights of, of the year? 
Well, I think that we had really a positive year here in Galway and um, of course it would be remiss of me not to mention sport and and what that played uh, in people's lives. I guess sport really is the heartbeat of Galway and the glory days of Galway GAA were really and truly back and uh, Galway teams really gave us uh, some year of it and it was really a welcomed lift particularly given the the challenging time that we had faced previously from the minor team winning the All-Ireland minor football title the intermediate Camogie team winning the intermediate All-Ireland title and the senior Camogie team won the National League and of course the Galway uh, hurlers performed well in their first year under Henry but I think Pork Joyce and the seniors in particular gave us some season which ended in Crow Park on All-Ireland Day and I'll never forget welcoming the, the lads back to Pierce Stadium after the All-Ireland and the crowds that turned out to welcome them home and I think it's fair to say that it, they really lifted our spirits and we remembered the glory days of Galway GAA and they did us very proud and it was exactly the lift that we all needed really. It was. And we had a great campaign leading into that Crow Park final, you know, some amazing matches in the lead up to it and some amazing displays of football that were very memorable uh, right across the country, not just for us as Galway fans. So, yeah, it was a terrific campaign. Really I, th- was. I, I think 2022 as well, um, Bernadette, really stood out for women in sport. Um, if you take the Camogies, uh, women's football, especially women's rugby. And and the amount of ladies playing women's rugby now is absolutely phenomenal. I think 2022 was a great year for them. I was at a function there last week and all those ladies that you think would not be able to play rugby, I, I certainly wouldn't be able to challenge them anyway. Um, I think they'd knock me down fairly fast. So they're really into their sport and, and well done to them. Congratulations, I think, for 2022. It's been a fabulous year for all sports within Gola. Absolutely, club and, and county. And on a year two when the Ireland women's soccer team made it to the World Cup and how great is it to be able to look forward to that and the year as well when there's a big focus on women's sport and bringing equality into it more and more. So yeah, Galway certainly playing its role because of course as we get better then it does mean equality is more important. So yeah, and given given that we have a majority of women uh, in the studio at the moment <laughs> we'll certainly go with that. During the year I, I, I went to my first uh, hurling match ever uh, Lockery and St Thomas's, but I have to admit, I was enthralled. I it was the shortest time I've spent at anything. Um, absolutely amazed at at the skill, the speed. Uh, you wouldn't want to fall asleep, or things would have moved on very quickly, or dozed off. But it 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 was a new eye opener to me, I suppose, and something that I hope I'll be able to benefit. Not coming from a, a hurling county, but now living in a hurling county, it's something certainly I'll be back to see more of. Well, your predecessor, the late uh, Martin Drennan, who we should remember yeah. as well, because he, he participated in this programme very well for 12 years. He certainly uh, was of a very different ilk and he came from Kilkenny, of course. Yeah. And I think hurling was one of his big passions. So it's very interesting. But even though you don't come from a hurling county, I'm still curious as to how you managed to avoid a hurling match till this stage in your life. I, I just don't know, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> a live one. But I tell you, I, I, I certainly have missed out. I won't be letting that happen, That's happen going forward. Yeah, well, I suppose if to have your future in Galway, you'll certainly have to be uh, taking part in hurling. So, yeah, but that, that's a really great. It was great. It was really, great good, really great. Yeah. I seen the bishop at that match and I'm sure Monsignor Garrity won't let him get away with that. Seems, yeah, he'll have him at matches every Sunday going forward. <laughs> get a good coat, Bishop. <laughs> I needed the coat that day, but it was good. It kept warm. Bishop, you're encouraging me because... I have a confession as well. I've never been to one. So 2023, maybe New <laughs> Year's resolution. Time. Yeah. 
yeah, you've won me over now. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to plan that my New Year's resolutions. Well, that's amazing what comes out of this programme. <laughs> I know two confessions and everything. I have to go to the bishops. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. We've two hurling converts, so we're doing well. <laughs> Linda hasn't um, come out yet and told us. Well, I was just about to say, can I join the club? <laughs> yes. We'll all go together. We'll there we go, go an ecumenical group. Next year's, <laughs> next year's Christmas messages programme will be different. Yes, we'll be asking you how many hurling matches you've been at. Coming from the home of hurling in Athenry, I'm really, really shocked to hear this. I'm with you, Claudia. My, my alma mater is Prez Athenry. If you weren't able to speak about hurling, you weren't involved in any conversation. <laughs> so uh, we'll have to get you playing it as well now, not just uh, spectating. Watch this space. <laughs> That's another programme, isn't it, Bernadette? Absolutely, yeah. And we'd need TV cameras as well for that one. Our social media. So any other highlights locally? I suppose the chronic underfunding of Galway County Council and Bernadette really stood out for me this year. Um, to try and balance a budget without cutting um, grants for community groups and everything else. Um, like we are chronically underfunded. Our baseline figures is, is a joke and it needs to be addressed by uh, the department and central government. Um, we got, luckily, thankfully, we got 3.75 million extra this year to balance our budget. Other than that, we would have to be cutting um, grants for the elderly, grants for community groups. And like nobody has an appetite to do that. So we need to get our, our act together in the department and say how we're going to um, get the baseline figure over the ground and ensure that going forward, Galway County um, has enough of funds. The projects that need to happen for Galway County and city is in the ring road, uh, the greenways and all of these kind of and, and housing. Um, so we have to get these projects over the line. They're being kicked to touch for many a year now. And if all of those can happen, it'll take traffic out of our towns, cities and, and it'll make us a lot easier place to get around. And just to say, Bernadette, well, I'm just thinking about, obviously, we've heard there of, of challenges with budgets and things, but um, I think it's been wonderful this year that businesses have been able, you know, open the doors properly. It's been lovely, you know, to know that there's work out there for young people as well. And so many students I know have been able to get jobs, you know, this year and obviously accommodation and this there's there's still situations that way. Obviously in Galway it's very difficult to get accommodation but people are working away at, at trying to solve things like that or help but at least it has been a year where we've been able to to get things kind of open and going again which has been wonderful. Yeah. And wasn't that the antithesis really that you know we had things opening up but then the cost of living just soared and you know that again has just been a bit of a shock it, it certainly the war in Ukraine playing a role in that but it has been very tough for everybody this year in terms of bills. Yeah, that's very true. And and we're aware, I'm sure all of us in here, that, um, you know, this would be a cold Christmas for a lot of people. And it's very, very challenging. The the cost of living crisis, the the bills that have gone up and, and people are feeling it. I suppose I would encourage, as with I'm sure everyone here, that if somebody is really in need to reach out, that there are organisations that are doing all that they can to make sure that people aren't, you know, um, aren't stuck I would reiterate what Helen has said because there's a lot of people do need help and unfortunately uh, we're a very proud people at times and we're afraid to ask for help or afraid to reach out for help but there are people out there who can help who will help and can do it with a confidential uh, in a confidential way as well. Well I suppose there are people experiencing difficulties now that never experienced them and sometimes that makes it more difficult for them to, to, to ask for help to come forward. So we are actually through our parish network 
trying to create spaces where those people can come forward if they're known or make connections between the people that come forward and people that will help them. St. Vincent de Paul and other organisations, we have been planning for um, the Christmas collection, planning to have those funds there ready. But I suppose the the issues we we have, some of them are long term. I mean, the issues of homelessness is a long term and and there comes a stage when, you know, we have to ask, you know, how how many more Christmases will this will we be talking about this issue? I know it's not easy. I know it's complex. I know there's a lot of people, good intention people, working on it. But please, God, twenty twenty three will see some improvement in that area, stability in the in the economic sort of crisis or in the economic factors. Because I mean. It, we all know what it was like to go to the petrol pumps and see it, see the the rise in prices and and the, the psychological effect that has on you. You cut back, you cut back, you cut back, and I can only think of people with trying to put food on the table for for their family, trying to heat their family. That nagging, I have to cut back, I have to cut back. Please, God, twenty twenty three will bring a will bring a, an improvement to that situation for everybody. Well, thank you all uh, for talking about the year just gone and also looking ahead as, as you have done there Bishop now to hope that there will be improvements in all of the, the major challenges facing us. So we will take a bit of a focus now on Christmas because that's why we're here today. So we'll start off Desert Island Christmas Discs. So Bishop, what's your choice of music and, and why? Well, my choice of music is a, a very traditional English hymn about 100, 150 years old in the bleak midwinter. It's put to music by a poem by Christina Rossetti. I've always loved it because I think it brings the divine and the human close together in a most, most tender way.
Lovely choice there in the bleak midwinter. So, Mayor of Galway, Clodagh Higgins, I'm going to ask you now to tell us what your chosen song is for Christmas. Uh, the song I've chosen is Driving Home for Christmas by Chris Ria. I lived in Dublin for over 10 years with my sister Lorraine and every time I hear the the song, it reminds me of Christmas and driving home, uh, driving down the M50 home to Athenry for the Christmas holidays with the song blaring in the car and really looking forward to the holidays and spending time with family and friends. And I think it's probably an apt choice as well, given that many families couldn't be together last year because of the restrictions. Uh, So this year will be the first year in a few years the families have the opportunity to come together. And I guess uh, not forgetting the Ukrainians who don't have the opportunity to drive home for Christmas this year. But at the same time, I hope they're happy in Galway this Christmas. I'm driving home for Christmas
After our two Christmas pieces of music there, we're, we're in the Christmas spirit for sure. And I know at this time every year we tend to look back at Christmases because every Christmas brings a different type of tradition or memory. So what kind of memories have you got? What kind of memorable presents or anything like that? Born in Braden Lockray, um, I still live there now in Kilkenarden. Um, but uh, in the town that time, sure, it was a fabulous time. Where there was a row of houses. There was children in every house at that time. So it, uh, I have a real family um, time of Christmas. And the the nuns in Mount Carmel were living across the road from us at that time. Um, so sadly, sadly, they've there's closed been a down change since. there. Yeah, 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 that's right. Christmas is a real family time for me. I love my children and family coming home for Christmas. I love to be with my parents. I love to be with my family members. And I, I just have a real uh, a fabulous memory of Christmas. Uh, we mightn't have a lot of money when we were growing up, but we had a lot of presents and you didn't need a lot of, of big, I suppose, items that you get nowadays. But but um, the small things, a cap gun and everything else, and we we're outside with our neighbours shooting one another on the street. So it, it was great family time. So I, I have great memories of, of Christmas. Christmas has always been really simple. It was always about family and and creating memories together and of course having the odd tradition um, such as putting up the Christmas tree which was a real occasion in our house. Um, it used to go up the first Saturday in in um, December and we'd have a Christmas songless playlist uh, blaring from the front room or the good room should I say and um, all partaking and one tradition that I really love in our house is that on Christmas day um, we go around the room and we ask each other to give our highs and lows of the year just gone and I guess it it tells it shows us uh, family members vulnerabilities too when you do that but um, Christmas Day itself and I'm sure like everyone else here around the table um, ate too much and complained about doing so but we were ready again by evening time for for um, a few turkey sandwiches and of course uh, to polish off the box of quality streets but I think Christmas really for me was about all being together. Yeah, I've I've lovely memories um as well, which is very special. Now, um, my father passed away some years ago, and it's lovely looking back at those memories now as well. And then and then also we we all make I suppose new traditions as well and and memories, don't we? As time goes on, and I remember my first Christmas in Galway about nine years ago and I remember heading in on Christmas Eve and I don't I think I was kind of prepared for Christmas Day so I could have a bit of time off and I had great plans to do a bit of last minute shopping I think I ended up in St Nicholas's having a lovely prayer and then I think I ended up in Nocton's having something hot to warm myself up yeah I think as we go on we make new traditions don't we and, you were just having moments. a real Galway Christmas that's what you I were was, doing I was I was having a great time and there was free I think there was free mince pies or cookies or things like that in Nocton's as well uh, which was lovely I suppose then Christmases were often very simple. The lights for me, I remember as a child being mesmerised by the lights. I still am today. I could still sit and look at the Christmas tree lights um, and get lost in my thoughts. And I suppose then deep down what they represent at this Christmas time as well, the light and the darkness. But I absolutely love the lights of the city. I love the lights on the Christmas tree. And as a child, um, I don't think they would probably um, fit in any home nowadays. They were just the most uh, dreadful looking uh, <laughs> multicoloured lights uh, but I thought they were the best thing ever 
Uh, and the other thing that I remember every Christmas, again, mesmerized, uh, my mum, uh, and I think most houses, and we still have this tradition of the the candle in the jam jar in the window to welcome the stranger. Uh, and there was a warmth in that and there was a joy in that and there was a comfort in that. And I suppose it's thinking of all those people who may, for one reason or another, not be able to be with their family this Christmas time as well. Christmas is a day, but it's there's a few days there. So uh, there's opportunity for people, uh, if you're hearing this now, to reach out to somebody, to visit someone, to be with someone over the coming days. Yeah, we're thinking of you right now as well from the studio. I'm just, just while I'm while I'm listening, I'm thinking, longing to go back to the time when I had that magic as a child of Santa Claus and the world was magical and you know, the, the, the reindeers, the sleigh flew over the house. Um, it was just a wonderful time, an enchanting time. I'm the eldest of six and we had a, Santa Claus came to us early. He came on Christmas Eve um, towards eight, nine o'clock on Christmas Eve. So I, one of the lasting memories I have is after Santa Claus's arrival and when we found the gifts, found found the presents, there was frenetic activity opening them and they were, you know, <laughs> there was wrapping paper here and wrapping paper there and lids of boxes and bits of dolls and bits of um, uh, jigsaws and all sorts of things that, that all got, got mixed up. But there was just a sort of a wonderfulness in it and a... Uh, it, it was a very special, special time and a special time in my life. And and I feel very lucky for that and very, very thankful to have those those happy memories. Yeah, I think we can all identify with those presents you've talked about there. So, Reverend Freeburn, I might ask you for your music choice now. Thanks, Bernadette. This year, I've been reflecting on uh, loved ones who are away this Christmas or whom we are missing for various reasons. And many listeners today may be missing loved ones a lot. Myself, I was thinking of my sister Carrie and her good friend Belinda having Christmas um, in Spain this year with their respective families. I was thinking of new friends from Ukraine here in Galway and their little baby's first Christmas here this year away from her brother and her daddy and other members of the family. Um, I was thinking of a friend who is away from family and friends this Christmas. And also I was thinking of many African and Asian and Irish friends from church who are missing loved ones who either live far away or have recently made that final journey home to God. All of this brought me to this version of one of my favourite carols, Joy to the World, sung here in English and Zulu with wonderful drums to get us moving around a bit and hopefully lighten any heavy hearts out there or heavy stomachs uh, from all the eating. So this is dedicated to all who are away, but very, very near in our hearts. This version is from an African Christmas compilation, Joy to the World, The Lord Has Come, in Jabulu and Flabeni, in Tokozo and Flabeni. Joy to the world. 
much. That's a, a lovely choice, Helen, there of music. And also, we're all intrigued. You've brought some lovely Christmas decorations into studio. So I'm sure there's a story behind them. Um, yes, Bernadette, these are two uh, new decorations that I have put on my tree uh, this year. Oh, one of my trees. I went a bit mad, like probably lots of people, and bought some more trees to fill the place. Um, but um, this one, the first one is a heart and it's got the Ukrainian colours on it. And also I have this little uh, bag with frankincense in it. Uh, it was sent to me by Christian Aid and it reminds me also to pray uh, for the Horn of Africa at this time. Uh, so many millions of people there are facing um, hunger. I suppose there's lots of people that will be praying for um, or thinking of this Christmas. And uh, I just wanted to add on that as well. Um, that I'll be thinking of people in Krishla in Donegal after that recent explosion and the passing of 10 lives and you know the effects on the community and on the families who'll be missing those loved ones this Christmas and our hearts just broke around the country I think as we watched that unfold and I think it's important to keep uh, that community in our hearts and prayers as well this Christmas. People living their everyday lives that was the the hardest part of that. Bernadette exactly I I'm still touched by 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 Chrysler because I I travel a lot, I drive a lot, and I often stop at a petrol station for petrol or for a coffee or for even a sausage roll, and just to think that you know in that moment that that could be your last, um, the fleeting nature of life, and then the preciousness of life. I've often thought of it since since Chrysler, but I must say the the I was very impressed increased with the parish community in particular with with the the parish priest with the people that got got behind such a terrible tragedy and and just try their best and they themselves affected by it to envelop that community in 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 love and healing and i suppose we all know that the, the loss of another human being doesn't heal overnight it's it's an ongoing will take a long time if ever these wounds heal because the wounds of love always stay with us. But but I think this Christmas, the people of Chrysler and all those that came to the radar are very much in our thoughts and our prayers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and well said, because certainly we are all thinking of them this Christmas. And we will take another break for, for music on that point. Uh, Reverend Pilo. Um, it's a song that was written back in October 1962, 60 years ago now. And the lyrics are by uh, Noel uh, Rigney and music by Gloria Shane. And the song was actually written as a plea for peace during the Cuban Missile Crisis and then in a response to the existential dread they felt because of the Cold War. And here we are 60 years later and we're witnessing another war. Uh, some are living through that war, in that war, um, and relevant today for all the wrong reasons. Do you hear what I hear? Set the night wind to the little land Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little land Do you see what I see? A star, a star Dancing in the night with a tail
Thank you, Reverend Pilo. That was lovely. So now, Cahir Look of Galway County Council, Mogi, what have you chosen for us? Thanks, Bernadette. And the song I've picked is Jingle Bell Rocks, the piano version of that. Um, because my son is a piano player and he told me to make sure <laughs> he picks that song. Um, and But I think it's a real Christmas time. It's a real family get together. People coming home for Christmas. All the, the tunes and everything else that we play at Christmas time. Um, but that is just a version that I like. I think it brings communities together. It spells out what Christmas is about and what we are doing for the Christmas time. So that's my, my choice, Jingle Bell Rocks. again and if you've just joined us you're listening to the 34th annual Christmas messages here on Galway Bay FM. Galway civic and religious leaders are with me in studio and we've been having a chat about the year gone by and all things Christmassy. But now to the main element of our programme when each of you will deliver your individual Christmas message to the people of Galway. We'll start with Mayor of Galway, Clodagh Higgins. As Mayor of Galway, I'd like to wish everyone a happy, peaceful and safe Christmas and wish you health, happiness and hope for 2023. As 2022 draws to a close, it's a good time to reflect on the year that has just passed and look forward to 2023 with renewed hope. I just want to acknowledge the resilience and community spirit that we have all witnessed during 2022. We're such a strong city and the difficulties we faced has given us all a renewed sense of community. I want to sincerely thank everyone for their contribution to our community this year and I look forward to collaborating with you all in 2023 to make Galway City even better. This Christmas I'd encourage you all to show kindness to your family, to your friends and indeed to the wider community and look in on those that may be living alone because I do appreciate Christmas is not an easy time for some people and my heart's heart and thoughts are with you all, especially those who have lost loved ones during 2022. I hope 2023 
holds good things in store for you all. Take care of yourself over the holidays and stay safe. Thank you very much, Mayor Higgins. And now, Bishop of Galway, Michael Dignan. I'm conscious that for the first time in decades, this Christmas sees war rage in Europe. Thousands upon thousands have lost their lives and millions are displaced. Here at home, rising prices mean that many are struggling to make ends meet and a lot still do not have a place to call home. As a believer and a Christian, I see in the Christmas story the profound mystery of God himself coming close to our broken world with the hope-filled message that love, true love, can and will conquer all wrongs and right all things. Don Ked Ur Thum Mar Aspik Nagalyeva, Kil Makduok Agus Kilanurok, Agus Mar Aspik Klun Ferta, Guyam Nulig Hunna, Agus Baniha Urav Galeir, Gumai Ahas Agus Shiakon Agav, Iritna Hapliana. Amen. Garmagat Aspig, Agus Nish, Kahir Luck of Galway County Council, Mogi Maher. Jeeve Galera Korja, as Kahirluk of Galway County, I would like to take this opportunity as we approach the end of 2022 to wish you all a happy, peaceful and safe Christmas. I would like to acknowledge that we are still living in tremendously difficult times as individuals and communities. We must spare a thought and prayer though for those who find Christmas a difficult period. You may have lost a family member during the last 12 months or further in the past and I offer you my prayers this Christmas. To those who will spend Christmas in hospitals, I send you my best wishes for a speedy recovery. Homelessness is with us, too unfortunately, and I hope that we can make huge strides forward on this issue in 2023 and provide accommodation for everybody. Now more than ever, it is important to reach out to family, neighbours and friends to offer support and understanding and strengthen our communities. I sincerely hope the new year will be better for you all. I wish you a new, filled with love, hope friendship and good health. I have been delighted to attend functions over the past few months and witnessed at first hand the amount of hard work and organisation that has gone into getting various projects off the ground. I have also been inspired by the many people whom I have met and spoken to and who have displayed a remarkable ability to do what needs to be done on a daily and a day-to-day basis for the good of their families, neighbours and communities. Voluntary and community groups are the heartbeat of our communities I pledge to do all we can to support your work so that we can continue. On behalf of the council, councillors of Galway County Council and staff, I end my Christmas message by once again wishing you all a very happy, peaceful Christmas and extend my best wishes to you all for 2023. Thank you, Cahir Rector of Galway and Provost of Tuam, Very Reverend Linda Pilo. Christmas is like any other day. And yet this day can be so different. Even though there are no signs in the sky, no angels to be seen or heavenly voices to be heard, there are signs around us. At Christmas, there is more light and more warmth, more hope in the world. People are friendlier. At this time, we feel part of the human family or at least the desire to be part of it. On Christmas Day, the kingdom of God becomes tangible. At this time, if we open our souls, we feel ourselves being touched by the Divine Presence. The Irish playwright Hugh Leonard put it like this, 
I may not know who God is, but I know where he lives. He surrounds me all year, but at Christmas he comes up and digs me in the ribs. In that first nativity scene, there was a little family, and all our emotions are felt and wrapped up in Mary and Joseph the shepherds, in how they might have felt insecure or isolated, in awe, how they may have felt rejected and judged, afraid, lonely, perplexed, or overwhelmed. And yet they're brought together in the name of God and connected and united. And then the baby Jesus, the pinnacle of vulnerability and humility. Heaven reached down to earth so that earth could be raised to heaven. So to all who are listening for whom this is a difficult time, you are not alone. We are not alone. Our life has a meaning and Christmas is the promise that God is watching over us and guiding our way, that he is part of our lives. That is the heart of Christmas. May God bless you and all those you love this Christmas. Thank you very Reverend Linda Pilo. Reverend Helen Freeburn, representative of the Presbyterian and Methodist community in Galway. Into the silence and conflict, Jesus comes with peace. And into the darkness, Jesus comes with light. Into the loneliness, Jesus comes with friendship and love. And into the desperation, Jesus comes with hope. Into the chaos, Jesus comes with order. And into the everyday, Jesus comes, born 2,000 years ago and born in our hearts today. I bring you greetings from the United Church in Galway this Christmas. And for us, the good news is very real, that Jesus comes into the normal everyday, the sad and the special moments, and brings his presence, love, peace, comfort and joy. I pray this Christmas you know those gifts, especially that of love. For those listening to this at work or in hospital, or while going through tough times, Know that as the phrase Osqueliga goes, Iscara carde non duras. God is near, ready to help, and others are too. Reach out. May you know friendship. May you know welcome. May you know love, grace, and mercy for yourself and others. Blessings this Christmas time. Gurmagat, Reverend Freeburn. And with those thoughts and messages from our civic and religious leaders, we will bring the 2022 Christmas Messages programme to a close here on Galway Bay FM. Can I say thank you to my guests for making themselves available to mark this festive season and to fill us with optimism and hope for the coming year. Thank you, Bernadette. And I really enjoyed being part of the production and thanks very much for the invitation. And once again, season's greetings to one and all. Likewise, Bernadette. Um, Delighted to be here and delighted to be with my colleagues in the, in the room here today um, and wish everybody a happy Christmas and thank everybody for their, their individual speeches for everybody in Galway. Yeah, it's been lovely being part of this again, Bernadette, and I mean that. So thank you very much for the invitation and I look forward to 2023 and the hurling match with the Bishop thank, and Linda, <laughs> Reverend Linda. <laughs> and yourself. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Bernadette. It's it's a privilege and, and having not been able to be here for two years, it's just remarkable of how connected we can feel and need to feel at this time of year. So a very blessed Christmas uh, to all the listeners from myself and from all at St. Nicholas Collegiate Church. Thank you, Bernadette. It was my first time, so thank you for the invitation. It's great to be here with such 
wonderful warm people and to reflect in in such a wonderful way on the meaning of the season and my greetings and my prayers and blessings to all of your listeners. Thank you Bishop and it was great to have you take part and we look forward to having you again and thank all our listeners for listening I hope you enjoyed our company while you set about the Christmas preparations or while you sat back and had a a well-earned rest after the stresses of the year. Thanks to our programme sound supervisors Matt Lyons and Dylan Connolly and all that remains for me to do now is on behalf of the directors management and staff of Goi Bay FM to wish all our listeners a happy, healthy and peaceful Christmas and everything that's good for 2023. Slong Gafol, Banak Tina Nolak, Akas Nahaflina.